Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 31, Smart Shaming. Welcome to a new series of episodes on what I have dubbed smart people problems. These are challenges most smart humans have to deal with during their lives. And let's get this out of the way first. Is it amazing to have a smart mind? For sure. I love my smart mind. I love all the things it can do. Let's be honest. It's quite a privilege. Let's acknowledge that. Let's acknowledge all the advantages having a smart mind gives us. But, as with most things in life, it does come with its own set of challenges. Smart people problems. One of which we're going to talk about today. Something which I have dubbed smart shaming. What? Smart shaming? What is that? Okay, my definition of smart shaming is very simple. Shaming some someone for having a smart mind, right? So it's not shaming someone for something they say, etc, etc, although that can be part of it. It's shaming someone for actually having a smart mind. It's pointing out that they have a fast brain in a kind of negative, deprecating or corrective way. And here are some examples of what that can look like. Maybe getting asked to tone it down a bit at work, especially if you're a woman. Or it can be negative name calling. Maybe people call you nerd and it's like, it's, they're like, this is in jest. It's, it's just fun. But deep down inside, it's smart shaming. Maybe you're a teacher's pet, the know-it-all, right? Or it could be a family member. This, I remember this so well. I remember my mum talking to my daughter, I think she was still in primary school, and my daughter was very happily talking about all the things she was learning, um, what she was reading, etc., etc. My mum just said, "Well, you know, don't go too fast. You don't want to go too fast." And that is also an example of smart shaming. It's saying, "Listen, if you go too fast, it's not going to be good, right? You don't want to do that. You want to be normal." So in general, smart shaming is being told that your smart mind makes others uncomfortable, first of all, and that you should do something about that. And others here can be anything. It can be peers, co-workers, leaders, family members, friends, all things, any group of people which you as a smart human happen to interact with. Now, this is important. Is being asked to change the way you show up always smart shaming? No, right? Not necessarily. It really depends on context. Some smart people complain about being asked to what they say is, you know, dumbing down. But listen, people, if someone asks you to explain something in words they or the audience actually understand, then they aren't necessarily smart shaming. They are simply making a request, right? Very different. And sometimes smart humans lack 
some contextual awareness. For example, they don't realize that there is a massive gap between them and their audience. So if someone asks you to bridge that gap, which you may not even have realized that was it was there, without any deprecating tone, right, just making a request is perfectly legit. It's not smart shaming. But if they make you wrong for how you are with your smart brain, if they make you feel bad about you, then yes, smart shaming. <laughs> sure, smart shaming alert. So why is this a problem? Well, first of all, bullying, which is, a, you know, one of the ways smart shaming can manifest is always a problem. Of course, it's very, very harmful. But even if it's a milder form of smart shaming, basically the underlying and often relentless messaging is, please don't be you. Please change. Because the way you are simply isn't okay. And this kills your self-confidence, your self-trust, your joy, all the things. And in response to this, smart people tend to either shrink, right, only show up with, say, 40% of who they are, resulting in anxiety, depression, lack of basically any will to live in the long run, or they can get very angry and aggressive and easily triggered. And then that, especially for people socialized as men, becomes their way to be in the world, which is exhausting and leads to burnout and other not-so-fun things. So both exhausting, awful, and it needs to stop. We need to stop the smart shaming. It is so unnecessary, right? But before we talk about how to make that happen, let's first look at the context and the systems and structures in which smart shaming happens. And I want to start with school because we all go to school and this is usually where the smart shaming starts. It is where teachers and parents ask Things like, just don't let on how smart you are because you're making the other kids feel uncomfortable and bad about themselves. You're depressing them. Or you're being called the teacher's pet. Or, as happens to a lot of smart people, a teacher may actually feel threatened by you and your questions and make you feel bad for asking them. So it usually starts there where you're within a structure that is supposed to take care of you and protect you. And basically the message from the people, from the leaders, the teachers, the adults is this, the way you are with your smart mind is not okay because it makes other people feel bad. So please, you know, instead of being yourself, tone yourself down, stop asking questions all the time. You know, don't be so smart. And the next place it can show up in your life is higher education. I have to say, I thought when I went to university, I was so excited. I mean, I went to study in London, age 17. Um, I was so stoked. Got in, you know, accepted into King's College. Managed to sort it all out on my own. Moving to a different country. I thought I would be surrounded by people like me who love learning, who crave knowledge, right? Who are there for the joy of it. And I, I have to say, I mean, with philosophy, I, I still think that's kind of what you would expect. But that was very wrong. There were actually many people at university who just want to get their diploma and then you know, get to work. They weren't necessarily there for the knowledge to learn new things. They had a very different agenda for me. I just wanted to learn as much as was humanly possible. And they just want to figure out how to pass all the tests. So 
it's not surprising that this clashed as it does for many smart people. Because let's face it, we tend to be very curious, ask a shit ton of questions, which isn't necessarily necessarily the priority of the people who are just there to figure out how to win the game of going to college, right? So they could be asking, what do I need to do for the test? How can I get a good result? That's all I really want to know. And then I want to get on with it. So there can be massive conflict between people in a class. For example, when they're like, can you please shut the fuck up with all your questions? Or when you need to collaborate and you disagree on both the content, the process, right? The amount of work that needs to be put in, all the things. Then after university, if you were, you know, lucky enough to go there, then there is a workplace where, again, after, you know, growing up being smart shamed, a lot of people get smart shamed all over again. And this could show up in many different ways. Again, people can ask you to tone down, right? To not be so in other people's faces, to not share your opinion so much, to not ask so many questions, to not rock the boat, and so on and so forth. I've even heard stories of, for example, new product managers, female managers being asked to hide how smart they were because it could upset the team, seriously. Because if they knew how smart their new you know, leader was, they would feel very, very uncomfortable. And this is insanity. So in a workspace, many different varieties of people smart shaming you, asking you to be more relatable, all the things. But it can also show up in your family like it did in mine. It can be your parents or caretakers that feel very uncomfortable with the way your brain works. Doesn't mean they don't love you. Usually means they have some idea that you should be a certain way to be happy and that if you're not that way, they need to fix it, right? So it comes from love. But it could also be that they have the idea that they need to be on top of the relationship because they're the adults. So they need to be, quote unquote, smarter than you. Because that's a bit hard, they start lashing out. Let's take a quick break. Hey, smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours. And the first step is actually getting your bearings, doing a little brain audit. And I have the perfect tool for that, the Mapping Your Unique Brain Workbook. And you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. So it could be worry because you're different and they feel the need to try and correct that. It could be their own uncertainties, insecurities being triggered, all the things. And basically, generally speaking, smart shaming tends to happen whenever and wherever there's a smartness gap between you and the other people. Now, why is this? Why do people smart shame? Well, 
basically, your difference, smart people's difference from the norm, makes people uncomfortable. And then it can cause them to lash out, right, to fix the discomfort. As said, sometimes the discomfort from, comes from the best intentions. They love you, but they have a very limited perspective of what, for example, a child should look like, how it should behave, and you don't fit that at all. But sometimes the discomfort and the resulting pushback is not so noble. It comes from people trying to control you. And sadly, this happens a lot in the workplace where leaders, sometimes even very senior leaders, are used to manipulating and bullying people into submission. And then when they come across a smart human, these tactics usually no longer work because smart people tend, in general, not to be very impressed by hierarchy, for example, or easily manipulated by massive bonuses because they're already intrinsically motivated. And this can create massive discomfort and then the attempt to control people through shaming them, right, because the other stuff isn't working. And this can show up in feedback and performance reviews with remarks like, you know, this person needs to be more relatable, which is just so, I mean, that is the worst thing. If if you ever get that feedback, please ask the person giving that feedback to be very specific. Relatable to what exactly, right? What does that look like? Can you show me how I should do that on a day-to-day basis? And again, I have to emphasize, sometimes there definitely is cause for feedback, right? As long as it is super specific. For example, if a smart person, and I know I've been guilty of that, is moving too fast and other people just can't keep up or you're using too much jargon, you want to know, right? You want to know about it so you can adjust accordingly. Or different example, I worked uh, with a law firm for a couple of years when I was Um, in college to basically pay for my tuition and I just was so much faster than all the other legal secretaries I was insanely fast at typing but then I had all my systems of course I was constantly optimizing the way we were even handling the photocopier and after a while a senior partner took me aside and he said you have to slow down and I was so confused at first and really didn't get it and he thankfully explained he said listen first of all you have a very different brain secondly this is not what you do 40 hours a week and this is not what you'll be doing the rest of your life right so basically you're setting a standard that other people can never live up to you're making them feel bad right and in this sense it was fair feedback I could just do my thing He was happy for me to be as efficient as I was, but not for me to show all the other people, (laughs) the other stuff, which I did very undiplomatically, how slow they were, right? And of course, I could make suggestions, but not in the way I was doing it. Like, God, are you all idiots? (laughs) So sometimes the feedback is completely legit and can be super helpful if people explain what's going on what is the dynamic right give you some context help you be more aware but if you're just being told you're too much and you need to stop intimidating other people with your intelligence that is way too vague to be valid feedback that is just an attempt to shrink you so other people can feel better about themselves until of course the next person shows up to trigger their insecurities 
In which case, just send them to me. I can help them. <laughs> so how do you deal with smart shaming when it happens to you or another person, when you're a witness, right? If you are the one who's getting smart shamed, the first step is to notice. And then the best thing to do is simply acknowledge the smart part of it. For example, when someone says, God, you're such a smart ass, you can say, yeah, I have a really fast brain, which I find mostly incredibly useful. Is there a specific problem with that? Right? Is there something I need to know? What What is bothering you? So you don't need to just ignore it or try and brush it under the carpet. If someone says something like that, don't just let it slide. But acknowledge, yes, fast brain, present. What's going on? How can I help? Right? You're calling me out on having a smart brain. I'm saying yes. I have a smart brain. What is your problem with it? Because maybe they have something they want to ask you, but they're afraid to, or they don't even realize what they need from you, and you can maybe help them find it. And in addition, you can say something like this. Listen, the speed with which my brain works is something I cannot really change or control. But... If you have a question or a request about the way I show up or interact, if you have any specific constructive feedback, I would seriously love to hear it. Make it very specific and very clear. You basically want to figure out what the other person actually needs. And usually what we all need as humans is to be safe. So probably something about the way you're showing up makes them feel unsafe. And you can talk with them about how they can create safety for themselves or maybe co-create it with you. But just be sure having an honest conversation around this is not about you pleasing them, right? And changing yourself so that they get to feel safe and you get to be miserable. You get to meet each other in the middle. It's about them digging into what's really going on there. What do they need from you Right? How can they make that happen without manipulation, bullying, or asking you to be different? And this is maybe also a good time to acknowledge it can be massively uncomfortable to notice that someone is much smarter than you. I don't know what it's been like for you in your journey as a smart human, but I remember very well when my husband, who has a PhD in mathematical physics, finished his thesis. I really did not like the fact that I couldn't understand it. It made me feel incredibly uncomfortable and very, very frustrated. So knowing that feeling, knowing how it feels when there is something out there that you, you know, really can't easily grasp and how powerless and frustrated that can make you feel, that can help us smart people come from a place of understanding and compassion. Okay, so that can also be part of the equation. So to summarize, when smart people smart shame, sorry, when people smart shame, do not let it slide. Call it out and then try to figure out what the underlying problem or request is. And if you don't feel safe doing this in the moment, consider taking it to leadership, HR, someone you can trust, or even just taking a time out and then opening up the discussion later when you feel safe and solid instead of freaked out and agitated. But you have to address it. You cannot let it slide because this is basically, again, bullying. It undermines your identity, the truth of you, and it needs to stop. If you're witness to smart shaming, the same goes, right? Call people out on what they're doing. 
And if you're a leader, let's say you lead teams, maybe mixed teams with smart people, or you're a teacher or an instructor or a university professor, how do you deal with smart shaming happening in your company, your institution? How do you fix it, prevent it? Well, you have to be very vigilant. You do not want to allow it. You have to be very clear what you do and not do not allow when it comes to the way people talk to each other and give each other feedback, and you have to call it out. But also, of course, as a leader, as a manager, you do want to give people feedback and correct them. You just have to make sure you're being super specific and not make it about people's brains, right? It's like saying to someone, oh, yeah, you don't have legs, right? That really sucks. I wish you had legs because you're making me feel very uncomfortable with not having legs. That is insane. You never say that to someone who doesn't have legs, right? It's the same with smart people. They just have brains that you don't like, but you, know, you can't kind of ask them to change that. Stop Stop smart shaming them. It's useless. That is not the kind of culture you want. So what you do want is address, right, any behavioral stuff. Is there a gap between the smart people, the way they talk, the way they address people, and they don't realize it? Help them find a solution. Or sometimes maybe they over-focus and process on process and, and lose sight of the bigger picture and get really bogged down in all the rules of the company and then, you know, how much they don't make sense and they hate them or actually reverse that everybody should stick to them. Both actually happen. Tell them, explain, and again, together, find a solution. Because smart people are far from perfect. They are just humans humaning. And they usually mean well. And if you can help them get better at what they do without making them feel bad about their brain, they will pretty much always be on board. What you do not want is to create a culture in which people have to dance around each other and never feel safe to show up as themselves. Whether it is in a small group, in a collaboration, bigger teams, it doesn't matter. So as a leader, encourage your people to be themselves and help them navigate the discomfort that naturally arises when different types of humans collaborate. It can actually be an amazing lesson for people to learn that, oh my God, you just did a thing which discombobulated me. And by the way, if you don't know that word, it's exactly what it sounds like. It kind of shook me. You just did a thing which discombobulated me and that's okay. I don't need to feel comfort all the time. And if you as a leader create a culture in which people have to be careful all the time so as to not tread on toes, it always ends in burnout and lots of sick leave. It's much better to create a space where all people can safely be themselves with, of course, very clear boundaries when it comes to bullying, etc. Okay, so there we have it. Smart shaming. It has to stop. It has to stop in schools, in families, in companies and institutions because it's damaging and costly. And because we're smart, we're going to have to be part of that change. We're going to have to educate people. First of all, by showing them that what they're doing is actually smart smart shaming and not constructive. And secondly, to own our part of the equation. Is there something we can do to bridge the gap that other people are experiencing? Are we really open to specific feedback? And this is at least as important... Do we, 
on our end also refrain from dumb shaming, right? Do we make other people feel stupid? Then that has got to stop too. And last, certainly not least, we have to help create cultures and environments in which all smart people can thrive as themselves. And if smart shaming is a problem in your organization, your institution, I can help. I can coach leadership teams, leaders, smart humans, so that they can work together in a constructive, open and honest way. So if that's what you need, shoot me a message on LinkedIn to learn how. Okay, smart humans, that was a massively long podcast, but this is a massively important topic. So let's stop all the smart shaming and get all the humans to be themselves in their own glorious way. That is what I wish for all of us. Have a fantastic week. Bye. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and I have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.